This is this is life. 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 This is life with Lisa Williams. Sometimes you meet someone and then you never forget them. That's the case with David Harms. I met him when I worked at K-Love. He came in to help raise money for people who come to homeless missions on Thanksgiving Day. And from all around the nation, people were giving and the money was going to the rescue mission closest to their house. And when he left, I thought, I'd like to work with that guy because he talked about Jesus and he wanted to help the poor and there was just something about him. And so I'm so thankful over the past four years, I've had many chances to work with David Harms on really meaningful projects. David is the president and kind of the creative guru at I-5810 Media. It's a company that bases its name on Isaiah 5810. Feed the hungry, help those in trouble, then your light will shine in the darkness and all around you will be as bright as day. And David and Bob and the entire team at I-5810 Media, that's who they are and that's what they want to do with their lives, shine in the darkness and help those who are hurting. And so through I-5810 Media, I learned about India Partners. And as I got to know India Partners and help India Partners, I did deep research on India Partners and my heart was broken. It was one of those moments when you realize how bad something really is and how you can't run away from it anymore. It's just bad. And then you look for redemption. Where is the hope? And India Partners um, really found a space inside my soul because they bring the hope of Jesus Christ into a very dark situation. And so you are hearing about India Partners because I feel so passionately about what they do. And I feel passionately about what they do because of David Harms, who introduced them to me. So David, it's wonderful to have you on the show today. And if you would, please tell us how you came to know India Partners. Sure, I'd love that. And I would tell you that um, India Partners... When I first heard about them, there's a lot of elements to this ministry, but the one that kind of rose to the top of awareness for me was their dealing with human trafficking in India. And I've lived in denial, not of the issue, but of, it's so awful that I couldn't go there. My head and my heart could not go there simultaneously, and I was protecting my heart. Absolutely. Part of it is because I have five daughters. Five daughters. I was about to say, David is the father of five young women. And so when you think about that whole issue, it just can overwhelm you. And it did for years, many years. Uh, Denial in the sense that I'm not going to go there because I'm going to feel like I can't do anything if I go there in my in my you know, in my heart and because I like to do things. I like to get things done. And I thought this is too big of a problem mm-hmm. and I can't fix it. So I'm not just going to go there. And, and yet it was just like God kept working on my heart to say, eventually, David, it's time to deal with it because it's awful. And there is something that I want to show you. And so through India Partners, I ended up going to India kind of as a scouting trip, like, I don't think I want to go, but I feel like I should go. And so we get to India, and this was a couple of years ago, probably four years ago now. We ended up going into two places that will forever change my life. One, 
and I'm glad we went there first, is we actually went to a safe house where girls and children who had escaped and been rescued from the red light districts where they lived. And the joy in their face and the laughter and the way that they were learning to love Jesus was just overwhelming. I mean, if you if you ran into these girls, you would not have known their background. And so they were just kids. And then because I'm a radio guy, I started to want to talk to them and officially kind of interview them. And I tell you, right. as soon as we started actually asking them the questions about their life, you could just see the hurt start to come out. And tears would flow pretty quickly. And you feel like you're asking these really awful questions when all you asked the child was, what was your life like before you got here to the safe house? And then it was just tears, just absolute tears. And they would go into these awful stories about being abused and about how many of them were conceived in the red light district. So their mom was still in the district. They hadn't been rescued yet. And so it was just that kind of entry point into their story. But the other thing that happened as I interviewed them, and it was shocking to see in a beautiful way, though, about restoration, about how new life was found in Christ, about a new identity right. was part of their existence because of this work of India Partners. The healing of a child that's been rescued out of trafficking has to be a spiritual healing. There has to be a new identity in Christ. And so the fact that India Partners was so clear about that understanding with them and worked with them and ministered with them and prayed with them and all the different things that they were doing made it feel like, hey, these girls have a chance. You know, the gospel is becoming real to them. Jesus is becoming real to them. Healing is very real to them. It's not just a phrase. And so that was my first exposure. And I felt like, wow, this is incredible. And then we did something. This is the second thing that happened. We actually then went into uh, a couple of different areas where there are brothels in operation. I can't even imagine what it was like. I mean, first of all, how did you prepare? Uh, a lot of prayer um, was the big one because I didn't want to, I mean, I'm <laughs> my whole background in life. I mean, I grew up, I got it's my start in my faith through a Mennonite Brethren church in Kansas, actually. And uh, they're pacifists. And so to me, I was kind of raised a bit in that idea that uh, violence doesn't solve anything. And so uh, that was a bit of my upbringing at that time. And uh, I remember just thinking, I'm going to hurt somebody. If, yeah. I see, if, I, if, I, if I see somebody taking advantage of a child or something, I might do something. And I was kind of nervous about that, actually, because that's not like my character. Uh, but that's one thing I was praying for. The other thing, I was just like, God, show yourself to me. I want to see you in the midst of this darkness. And I want to see hope in the midst of the darkness. And so working with the India Partners staff and going into that area, they were very protective because I'm a, I'm a white guy. And you're going into this area where the women are considered property. So if you were even hinted at that you're going to try to get them out of there, you're physically in danger. So we were very careful about that. But we go into this area, and it's it's not what I expected. I didn't know what to expect, actually. But it was basically a slum. It was it was dirty, and it was smelly, and the the houses were small. And you'd walk by them, and you'd see the young women standing out front. 
And at the same time, you'd also see the India partner staff saying hello to them and knowing them by name and trying to just talk to them and connect with them. Because every week in every one of these areas, the India partner staff is going in to meet the women. And so they ended up uh, having a meeting there. And I, I cannot even describe for you what I experienced. Even to this day, it seems crazy. Because one of the things that India Partners does in these areas, and there are several of them and they work every week in them, is they have kind of a one-hour, um, for lack of a better word, a service, a prayer service that is actually mm-hmm. worship. And so all these women who are stuck and who are in this situation have permission from their owners for one hour a week to go with India partners in this, you know, not outside of the area at all. In fact, they're watching it very carefully. But you can go into this one area, this one room, basically, and, and India partners will talk with them and they'll they'll pray with them and pray for them and they'll do some other things just to minister with them. And we sat around in this very small, very hot room. And these young women who were so desperate for God would sing in their native tongue, How Great Is Our God by Chris Tomlin. And I could not believe it. I mean, it's not singing the language that I know, but the chorus was the same and you could see them singing and they were they were singing. And yeah. then there was a time of prayer where every one of these girls would come up to everyone, including myself, and just say, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. And we'd lay hands on their head and we would pray and we would pray. And then an amazing thing happened too. Um, exactly an hour after we started, every single one of these girls, their cell phones started to go off because they were all carrying cell phones. And it was their owner saying, time's up, time's up, back to work. And then off they would go and all the owners were just standing out waiting for them, like rounding up their property. And off they would go back to work. And I remember thinking, how do we get them out? And I realized that it's not something really I can do, but the India Partner staff does do that by getting to know them, by getting to know their needs, by getting to know them by name, by being very stealth in some ways about what they do and how they do it. Girls are coming out into these safe houses, and they're getting to know the love of Jesus. So that I guess that to me is a very long story to be able to say that's that how I got involved. Um, yeah, it's just good involved. to hear it from your perspective. It's good to hear. Thank you for sharing all that. I mean, I have tears and I'm trying to be there with you and imagine their life. But what were you about to say? I interrupted you. You were saying you got involved because? Well, because I finally realized there was something we could do. Yeah. And by supporting that work that was happening there, and then by working to keep the safe houses up and running, it was like, okay, this is an investment I can make of both my time, my prayer, and my money that will be effective in not only getting girls out, but then ministering to them and getting them to understand how much Jesus loves them. So I became very passionate about that. It was almost like, okay, finally, we can do something. And so that's what we've been doing for the last four years is trying to tell as many people as possible that there's finally something we can do to stop this kind of travesty. Yes, there's an answer to their prayers. When I think about God having David go there or people in America who've never been there uh, helping finance the safe houses or 
How do we even know their name or know about India Partners? I believe it's an answer to prayer. These young women praying, the people they're praying, God help us, God make a way where there seems to be no way. They're trapped in a system. There is no out. There is no answer. But God, the God of hope, who is the way out, um, sends people. Um, and so you're an answer to prayer. You know, David's an answer to prayer. You're an answer to prayer as you pray or maybe support financially. David, do you want to talk a little bit about your daughter? <laughs> well, uh, my oldest daughter is uh, 19 years old. She's a sophomore at Whitworth University in Spokane. And as she uh, has grown up, um, she has desired to become a social worker, uh, both here in the U.S. on the domestic side. But she has a strong desire to also work with uh, children that are in very traumatic situations overseas. So that could be anything from children, soldiers that are trying to get out of it uh, to this kind of a thing. And so through a little connection that I, I made, my daughter Emma is actually going to be uh, in January doing an internship and living in one of the safe houses operated by India Partners to help minister and learn about the trauma and how to help girls out of that situation and help them heal. So I do trust India Partners a great deal if I'm letting my 19-year-old daughter go live there. Obviously, uh, right? <laughs> I mean, there's like there's someone who, you know, you know that this man truly believes in the people who are there and trusts them. And then how long will she stay? She'll be there just a month uh, in mm -hmm. January coming up. Uh, but okay. she will live in the safe house and basically work 24-7 uh, with the girls because they live there as well. Part of it will be tutoring. Part of her job will be to help just counsel yeah. uh, by leading Bible studies, that kind of a thing. And this is just so huge when I think about, you know, this young woman and what she'll learn about um, people who hurt and what she'll learn about herself and what she'll learn about Jesus and how he loves and how he sees people. I mean, it's just going to change her and just you know, point her in the direction that God has for her life. So I just, it's mind blowing. And to, to know Emma and to think about her being there, you know, it's like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> and then, you know, take it back a few months before that, you know, that I'm going to be there also still right. seems surreal. Um, just, just barely less than a month. I'll get to spend a few days in a safe house as a guest of India partners. And so I'm in, asking people to pray for me, knowing that I have a high empathy gift, that I don't harden my heart to try to protect that gift, but that I go in with a heart wide open and my eyes wide open and my heart prepared to hear the stories. And then as the Lord allows, you know, come back to America and tell the stories of people who otherwise wouldn't have their stories told. And that's what David does. David goes in, he actually records the stories um, when young women are talking about their their truth of what's happened to them. He'll record them and then bring those back to America so that people like you and me can get to know the truth about what is going on. Lisa, when you go to India in early November, I know your life will change. I know that you, with your heart for the Lord and uh, for justice, will have an impact there. I, I think what's going to happen is when you come back, people are going to want to get on board. And in fact, we have a link up on your website. Yes. that people can already now learn more about India Partners, even give. Uh, it is about $7 to provide a day of safety uh, in one of these safe houses, and that includes everything that a child would need. That's the full room and board. It's all the counseling, all the trauma counseling. 
It's private Christian school. It's all their basic health needs met. It's absolutely everything they need for healing for $7 a day. So you can already do that if you like, if you're listening to this. But obviously, Lisa's going, so lots of stories will be coming shortly about what God is doing through India Partners. It's an incredible ministry. It's incredible to see God use it to bring healing. It's been good for my heart to hear from David Harms today. You know, when you have something major coming up in your life, someone who's been there, done that, their stories can help your heart to prepare. And boy, do I want a prepared heart when I go to India. If you'd be willing to pray for me, it is November 7th through the 14th, and I would so appreciate your prayers. And if by chance your heart is stirred and you're thinking, I want to pay for a girl living in a safe house for a day or a month or maybe a year, you can find out how if you come to lifewithlisawilliams.com. Hashtag thanks for listening.